Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. This is Pastor Julie Lewis from Asbury United Methodist Church in Smyrna, Delaware, where we share the love of God and the good news of Jesus Christ in all we do. Good morning on this third Sunday of Advent. We are here with a reason to celebrate, and we're reading from Zephaniah 3, 14 to 20. Sing aloud, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord, your God, is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exult over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. I will remove disaster from you so that you will not bear reproach for it. I will deal with all your oppressors at that time, and I will save the lame and gather outcast, and I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At that time, I will bring you home. At that time when I gather you, for I will make you renowned and praised among all the peoples of the earth. When I restore your fortunes, Before your eyes, says the Lord, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I went to Ocean City for a few days this past week. The original plan was that I would do some worship planning for next year, and usually some peace and quiet, time away from the devices and noises of the world, help me hear where God is leading me, and the beach is that place for me. Although I had already planned it, God knew I would need it for other reasons. I suffered some painful losses, the loss of a close friend's son who was only 35 and who asked me to do the service. And as most of you know, the tragic loss of my former sister-in-law close behind. I am someone who likes to keep up with the news and it pains me to go even a day without being informed. But I have to tell you, I was grateful for the lack of TV, the lack of phone calls and updates to pressing issues. Even before I left, there was the school shooting and the young man with his parents arrested for the four lives lost. So tragic. The new Omicron variant is raising everyone's anxiety level again when I had hoped we would be looking at the pandemic in the rearview mirror by now. The interchange between President Biden and Russia over what Biden believes is a buildup to an invasion of Ukraine. The announcement of a diplomatic boycott of the Winter Olympics in China and tension rising around the world. Helicopter crashes in India, lives lost in an earthquake. Many of us recognize the fragile balance the world around us seems to be in and that something could happen any minute to tip the scales in the direction of horror and tragedy, even more. So much doom and gloom. And I knew... God knew I needed a break. Is there anyone else out there who sees what I see? Anyone else who feels like the weight of the world is bearing down on their shoulders and there's nowhere to go? We often don't need to look on a global scale either, do we? Troubles seem to be mounting in our personal lives. We can't control our weight, 
Our health is not what it should be, and no amount of medication makes us feel better. The grocery bill, the electric bill, the heating bill, and the price of gas at the pump are rising faster than our paychecks. We're feeling the pinch from so many directions. People won't go to work, so we have to wait everywhere we go and be patient, which often makes us less patient, if we're honest. Anyone else need a break before we get broken? And now here we are at Christmas. Rejoice, be happy, peace on earth and goodwill to everyone. Be cheerful, be merry. How can we? In the midst of all this stuff, rejoice? It can sound so hypocritical or at the very least like a great denial. Yet, this is what the prophet Zephaniah is saying to us this morning on this third Sunday of Advent, the Sunday of joy. He tells us, in spite of everything going on in the world, to sing and rejoice, to exult and be happy. It's not a denial of the world's problems or our own situations, but a response to the reality of what God is doing, has done, and will do in Jesus Christ. The beach is usually my happy place, but Zephaniah tells us the place where we find true joy comes from somewhere else. So let's find that happy place together. Now, to be fair, most people don't know who Zephaniah is other than there is a book of the Bible named for him, if they know that. He is one of the so-called minor prophets. There are 12 of them found at the end of the Old Testament in our Bibles. There are only three chapters, which is why he's a minor prophet. Not that he didn't have anything major to say, only that he did it in a very brief way. His heritage or background comes from the first verse of his book. The word of the Lord that came to Zephaniah, son of Cushi, son of Gedaliah, son of Amariah, son of Hezekiah, in the days of King Josiah, the son of Ammon of Judah. Got all that? If you've read the Old Testament, especially during the times of the kings, most of those names will be familiar. Most of the kings during this time, are introduced with one of two labels. Either they were good kings or not so good kings, and evil is the word usually used, um, and that label was based on whether or not they followed the one true God or led their people to worship other gods. Now, even though we're not quite certain that this King Josiah is the one mentioned in the Bible, we'll run with the assumption that it's true and say that King Josiah was labeled as a good king. 2 Kings 22, 1 and 2 tells us, Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign. He reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right or to the left. Now the reason this is important to our prophet and what he says to the people of Judah is because things are going well in Judah right now. God is blessing them because they are walking with him. It wasn't so good with the previous king, Manasseh, who was terrible and became the poster child for measuring the worst king ever. But Josiah takes over and God puts a pause on the disaster he said would happen. There is peace for the time King Josiah is king. But in comes... (coughs) Excuse me. 
But in comes Zephaniah, the prophet of doom and gloom. Being the son of Cush is code, for he is of African origin, probably from Ethiopia. So when he begins to speak, people aren't so inclined to listen because he's a foreigner, even if he is a Jew. And he brings bad news, really bad news. Even though Josiah is a good king, the kingdom of Judah is in bad shape. There is evil everywhere. People only seem to care about themselves and don't care who they walk over to get rich. They look and act like all the other nations, chasing after power and wealth, wearing the latest foreign fashions, and doing nothing to disguise themselves or distinguish themselves as God's people. Their faith is a joke. And they just go through the motions. They say it doesn't matter what they do, that God isn't going to care or do anything about it. But Zephaniah has a message for them. He begins the whole book with the words, I will utterly sweep away everything from the face of the earth, says the Lord. I will sweep away humans and animals. I will sweep away the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. I will make the wicked stumble. I will cut off humanity from the face of the earth, says the Lord. Whoa, whoa, there, mister, let's have another flood and wipe out all, wipe us all out, party pooper. Calm down. What are you talking about? It's all good here. Stop with the doom and gloom. But he doesn't calm down. He continues with talk of the day of the Lord, which is code for judgment day, when everyone will face judgment for their actions, good or bad. Another prophet puts it this way, who can stand the day of the Lord? There is no one righteous, not one. And don't we kind of think about the world the same way the people of Judah are too? Yeah, there are some things out there definitely wrong and need to be made right, but it's not that bad. There are some really good things happening and some really good people out there too. We are definitely not at the wipe humanity out of existence level, right? So what's all the fuss about? Now Zephaniah spends almost the entire book prophesying gloom and doom. But just at the end, these last six verses, his prophecy does an about face, does a 180. He then proclaims joy. Shout aloud, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. So now they really have to be confused, right? First, he proclaims dire circumstances, warns them of impending catastrophe, which hasn't happened. But then just as he finishes his speech, he tells them when it happens to be happy about it. Rejoice is the word he uses, which is extreme joy and happiness. So what do they do with that? See, even in the midst of words of terror, God is giving them and us hope. What Zephaniah predicts regarding their judgment comes true. 
They get a new king and turn away from God once again, even worse than before. Babylon comes for them and they lose everything. It may not have been a flood, but it probably felt like the world had been washed away under their feet. But Zephaniah gave them the means to endure and rejoice even in the midst of their trouble. God would not leave them empty, not let this be their reality forever. God himself would come to them and be in their midst. He would save them and rejoice and sing over them once again. He wouldn't let them go. Maybe they would remember his words to them, and they would see the truth of what he said would happen, and then be able to know in their hearts that the last part of the prophecy was true as well. Sitting in exile, They could be happy, knowing that this was not the end of the story. The judgment wouldn't last forever, and God would bring them home. In 2014, the great theologian Farrell Williams wrote and produced a song simply called Happy. Essentially, the song that says says that no matter how bad the news, nothing could keep him from being happy. He was like a hot air balloon rising high in the sky and nothing could bring him down. The song is a call to be happy no matter what circumstances you find yourself in. The chorus says, clap your hands if you feel like a room without a roof. Clap your hands if you feel like happiness is the truth. And that's where it hits me every time. Happiness is the truth. Happiness is the truth we see in Jesus Christ. Joy comes from a firm belief that Jesus is the fulfillment of this prophecy. Joy is a holy practice that God through the prophet Zephaniah is calling each one of us to. That truth, why we can be happy in a world full of pain and suffering is knowing that the Lord is in our midst. Jesus came to us, born among us, like us, to walk like with us, to show us that the Lord rejoices over us, that God's judgment is over, and our enemies of sin and death are turned away. We don't need to fear disaster anymore. Salvation is here. Advent is a time for us to hold the world that we see and the world that we hope for in holy tension. Like the Israelites in exile, what we see in the world can bear down on us like we're trapped in a room with a low ceiling that seems to be getting lower all the time. Yet Jesus bursts into those rooms, raises the roof with the good news that the Lord is in our midst, that God sings over us with angels and all the heavenly hosts. Our exile won't last forever. Bad news can't defeat us. We can laugh in the face of despair. Rejoice in the news that Jesus has overcome the world. Zephaniah tells us to face the terror of the world and what we are going on, what we see going on, but face it with the knowledge that something infinitely good, something that will restore everything and bring salvation to us all is on the horizon. God will not abandon us to this world and its burdens. 
Our existence in the pain and suffering of this world won't last forever. We will return and God will sing over us as we come to him in glory. So what do we do while we wait for the happy part of this prophecy? Well, certainly look around and see with open eyes the state that we're in. But then look in the manger and see the promise of God, the promise of joy. And don't let that bad news get you down. Practice the discipline of choosing joy. When the money doesn't come, when the news is going from bad to worse, and the people you love are suddenly gone, when life doesn't seem very fair at all, choose to look in the manger. God with us, God in our midst, and see the promise of freedom, the promise of life, and rejoice. Many of us understand the joy of getting a present for someone at Christmas, the anticipation of their reaction, their joy at receiving the gift. Just thinking about it makes us smile, fills us with joy too. God is like that and wants us to be filled with joy at the marvelous gift he has prepared for us that came and still comes to us at Christmas. Christmas is all about the joy of God keeping his promise. He came into our midst. He sent a savior and we can rejoice that nothing will separate us ever from the love of God that we find in Christ Jesus. Joy is what happens in our souls as we begin to live into our belief that God can and will one day bridge the gap between the world we see and the world we long for, the one he has promised. Then go out singing into the world. Spread the joy, because I tell you that every time I hear that song happy, I can't stop the feeling of joy that comes over me. When I look in the manger and see the face of our Savior, joy fills my soul. What would happen if we shared our joy with this weary world? Can we get the world dancing and rejoicing? I believe we can. If we choose joy in every situation and truly believe that happiness is the truth, the truth of Jesus Christ in our midst. Rejoice, Emmanuel, God is with us. God is in our midst. Rejoice. Amen.